0: Welcome to Observe and Retort. My name is David.
1: And I'm Luna. You see how much better that feels?
0: (laughs) I I prefer going with the last names. I prefer it, okay? (laughs) It felt so weird. You You
1: can say your last name. I can just not say mine. And it seems
0: really weird. It's okay, we'll get used to it. We are in (laughs) week six of 2021.
1: I I feel like time is just passing by really slow and very quickly it's it's just weird honestly I don't know how that works but I mean ah, <laughs> uh, time is what is time time is rushing <laughs> I feel away. like I start with this every episode I like, know what are we what are we <laughs> I don't know Welcome to this wonderful little podcast
0: (laughs) where we're not going to mention all of the things that, you know, are stressing you out, (laughs) all of the bullshit Uh, leading stories of the week. We're going to bring you the other ones, but instead, because, you know, we're not mentioning that, we're giving you a little break, Luna's going to bring some existential pain right to start (laughs) off with. (laughs) You give a little and you take a little.
1: relatable, what is, David? What is if not existential pain? So true. Are we kidding? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you're just fine. You're just good.
0: (laughs) I'm. I'm. You're just good. Dandy. I'm just (laughs) so
1: fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but I totally believe you.
0: I mean. They can hear my voice. They can't see my face. (laughs) But I'm really (laughs) pulling off this.
1: into the void. I I sound
0: so believable saying that. Life is great.
1: Uh, It's funny. This is like, I'm looking forward to this, especially because we're recording on Mondays and my Mondays always suck because, you know, you're coming down from the weekend and I'm unemployed. So it's like, I'm supposed to, it's, it's the load of I'm supposed to be doing a lot of things that I'm not sure what is and if there's a purpose to doing it and it, it's like screaming into the void. So Mondays are a little, little, mm, how, what's the word? Sad. They're <laughs> 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 just gray. So I love I love that we're doing this on a Monday evening because I always get like really happy and... Uh, I really feel, it.
0: I think this is a grass is greener situation for both of us. Because sure. from my perspective, I'm completely like, hey, if I was unemployed, then every day's a weekend. I can just yeah. not yeah. care. Which is true in the beginning. My Mondays get sad because I <laughs> have to go to work.
1: Yeah, But yeah. I completely uh, get it.
0: I 100% yeah. think if I was unemployed, then I would hate Mondays even more just the yeah i get
1: it i mean i think it's definitely i i know in my heart of hearts that if i had a job i would thoroughly be frustrated with it and want to be unemployed again but the thing you don't is, know so who's like, listening to this podcast
0: was... luna okay maybe your potential what? employer out there is out there listening <laughs> right now what my dear friend here meant to say is if she had a job <laughs> She would put her heart and soul into it. There would be nothing other than the job.
1: Okay? I would, of course, do my best. I'm only And her best would be
0: more than good enough. Her best would be the peak. You've never experienced Uh, her best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just very difficult to um, imagine something right now that is awesome because the jobs out there that I'm seeing aren't really... Like, honestly, I would just like to work at a place where I don't hate the people where it's just Mm -hmm. like nice and I don't I, I just vibe with whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be my calling or anything. I would just like, like not to fucking hate it with everything I got. And that's the only kinds of jobs I've ever had. So it's just difficult for me to imagine that there is a place where I don't hate it. But of course, like now. If I got a job and I'm no, I'm saying if, so I'm really, yeah, I'm top of my shit. If I got a job, <laughs> I would uh, hopefully be using some skills that I now have from my education or whatever. Like it would be something more interesting than my shitty straight out of high school job for sure. But, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people who've had a lot of education or whatever they're doing who still hate their jobs. So I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Just as I do-
0: your future employer may be listening <laughs> to this, I believe some of my current colleagues listen to this podcast. So I would like to state clearly and loudly <laughs> that I'm oh, very <laughs> grateful to have a job where I love everyone who is there. <laughs> And it satisfies me fully. And
1: you feel fulfilled. Let's just and
0: let's just clear that up right now. Appropriately
1: challenged and just appreciated.
0: And on that note, Luna has oh. you've you've entirely cut out.
1: <laughs> oh no! Yeah, now you're. It's funny. I can hear you, but I just can't see. I'm you. I'm just
0: hearing robot sounds. <laughs> so. We're, yeah. It looks like just as I was telling you how much I love my job, the internet yeah. decided to cut out.
1: It was like, we cannot, we cannot take part in this. We cannot support We what can't David support is doing.
0: an innocent person appreciating their job and their colleagues.
1: Yeah. They hate to see it. I don't know what to tell you. I love the fact that you needed a little chocolate before you could continue. I'm like, I just need a flake. I'm just going to eat a flake. <laughs> No, taking your sweet time. It was your
0: internet that cut out. I felt like I deserved some chocolate. How
1: do we know it's mine? It didn't say, oh, I'm out, bitch. It wasn't that. It wasn't. It, okay, it's probably it was, my it internet. It was 100% yours. <laughs> okay. I mean, we've had some issues I deserved today, some
0: chocolate but... to make up for it. Yeah.
1: I, I always yeah. support people eating chocolate. I would be a hypocrite if I did not. I'm all about it. I've never related more. I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> so Uh-huh. On that peculiar note.
1: Do you wanna get into it?
0: Yes. You warned me in okay. advance this week that you had a big story. Or I have okay. Size because, maybe not in yeah. importance. I don't know.
1: I I saw the story. I'm sure Heft. you saw the headline also. Uh and then I I, I was like, oh, I can just I could just kind of just talk about the the article, whatever. But the thing is, it kind of is based on a whole big thing. So the the news is that there's been a new um, science discovery, or like a kind of an a, a puzzle has been solved with the help of the Frozen movie. Have you seen?
0: I did not see. Okay,
1: this. so I don't want to say too much. S- ha- Do you have thoughts?
0: <laughs> I'm i I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm just yes. I'm I'm struggling with the concept. When you said big story, mm-hmm. I was thinking like you were you'd gone on a deep dive into like the
1: A social issue. Myanmar
0: coup or something. And now you're sure. telling me frozen movie discovery. I am so excited <laughs> to see how this turns out to have some heft to it like it's just yes. not it's not expected there's so many expected ways it. to have some some real girth and yet this one wasn't yeah, ready for it i'm
1: doing something a little different than i usually do but it was because so i read <laughs> about the new scientific discovery with the help of something from frozen mm. and i was like well i'm really curious about what frozen the whole what the <laughs> Also that, but what the whole story is about this old mystery. Um, and I was like, but maybe the people want to know all the details too. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell you a fucking story. So I'm excited. I'm going to, I'm going to get into the deep waters because I haven't done this before. And I'm going to try and like take my sweet time. And also you should tell me if you're confused about anything or if I'm going to quick, quickly, or also, this is about stuff in Russia. So I will be mispronouncing, but I will do my best. Okay, so... um, I
0: think mispronouncing names is the only consistent feature of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're a
1: podcast. Like, this is how we know we're a real podcast. Like, oh my God, we, we don't know how to, to pronounce things correctly. <laughs> you know, it's classic. That's how we know we're real podcasters, right? <laughs> Um, So I will be very shamelessly taking everything from a National Geographic's article (laughs) uh, from Robin George Andrews. That's called, Has Science Solved One of History's Greatest Adventure Mysteries? Um, Yeah. You know what? I'm just, uh, yeah. Look, I just got Disney
0: Plus and I haven't seen Frozen. But I you did have never see, seen Frozen. I've tried to watch Frozen and I've fallen asleep oh. in the first fifteen oh. minutes. And I fucking love Disney, so this is a problem. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is I did watch Anastasia, which I know is technically not that's Disney, but not it is Disney, on Disney yeah. Plus. Shut the. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> 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 I fucking knew you were going to. Wow. It's on Disney Plus because Disney owned Fox. Anyway, that's not the point. The okay. point is, I am big into. Old Russian Mysteries, because that's all about Rasputin. Yes. So so ready for this story. So ready.
1: Also, I can just so recommend, if you want to hear everything about Rasputin, there is one of my very favorite podcasts called Last Podcast on the Left. They have, I think, a four-episode thing on Rasputin, which is hilarious. And you will learn everything. Apparently, he had a huge dong also. It doesn't matter. Anyway, last podcast on the left. <laughs> Rasputin episodes. It's a great also way to get into last podcast on the left. Like that's how I I really got into it. Okay, now I'll stop stop talking about other podcasts and get You into decided it. to so- do
0: something different, but you did need to get a mention of Dong in at some point in the episode. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: the first thing I remember. Probably also the last thing I remember. It's like, yeah, something about a huge schlop. Okay. Sorry. Let's, oh, let's move on from your Yeah, your shlop. face that, is not that appreciated. Was, that, was, that
0: was not okay. Wow.
1: Okay. Enough <laughs> about the stalling. The mystery I'm going to talk about is um, is the Dyatlov Pass. Do you know anything about this? Yes. You know details?
0: Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm not going to be super confident. But it's like the going through the mountains, freezing to death thing.
1: Uh huh. So much fun. Yeah, (laughs) just great, great fun. (laughs)
0: And the movie Frozen has solved. Okay, please let's stop. uh... (laughs) Let's stop with the foreplay. Let's get into the story. Tell me what happened.
1: Yes. Okay. So yeah, it's about how scientists have found out the cause of the like the bizarre deaths of the hikers at Russia's Love Pass. So. I'm going to, for the people who don't know, I'm going to go a little into it. Uh, In what has become known as the Dyadlov Pass incident, 10 members of the Ural Polytechnic Institute in Yekaterinburg, nine students and one (laughs) sports instructor, headed into the frigid wilderness on a skiing and mountaineering expedition on January 23rd, 1959. So there was one student that turned back because the person had uh, joint pain, but the rest, uh, led by 23-year-old engineering student Igor Dyatlov, De- continued on. And according to camera film and personal diaries that were later found on the scene by investigators, the team made camp on February 1st, pitching a large tent on the snowy slopes of That is as close as I'm gonna get to pronouncing that right. (laughs) And this, uh, I will say, I found out that this name of the mountain was spelled wrong the entire article. (laughs) Just every single place it was mentioned. Um, The name has been. As long uh, as it was spelled
0: consistently. if it was spelled differently each time, then I've got a big problem. But if it's consistently <laughs> just one way wrong, then.
1: But like maybe he just typed it wrong like once, and then you know he didn't notice it. But no. But also, it's like, presumably, if it's
0: in it Russia, was... then mm. the name is in Cyrillic, and then but there's you... probably different ways you can know.
1: I don't. Perhaps, perhaps you're right. Um, I I googled it because I wanted to know how I was supposed to pronounce it and it yeah. was like mm, bitch do you mean this maybe they mean uh, this i'm like yes i do mean that uh but it's it's just always funny to me when this stuff happens like you're a like i'm not gonna shit on him because he wrote a very nice article but it's just uh, you know when you're a professional writer <laughs> in some capacity and i am so anxious when it comes to names especially when it's other languages and I want to be respectful and I don't want to forget I like I really also because I'm used to people spelling my name wrong all the time so I'm like really really aware of this so it always kind of baffles me when somebody just kind of like all right, I, right I'm pretty sure I remember how it's spelled like I'm not gonna double check it it's just weird to me but you know the confidence of some people it's fine <laughs> again he he made a great Article. I'm. I'm sure. Ma- I'm sure. He's super capable. i I didn't mean to, <laughs> to. I'll continue. So, they <laughs> pitched a large tent on the snowy slopes of that place I just said, and the the name can be interpreted as dead mountain in the language of the region's indigenous Mansi people. So yeah, it's really. Uh, <laughs>
0: Sounds like a great place to go.
1: Yeah. yeah, You you just want to go. It's like you hear it and you're like, I want to go to there, you know? So when a search team arrived a few weeks later, the expedition tent was found just barely sticking out of the snow and it appeared to be cut open from the inside. And the next day, the first of the bodies were found near a cedar tree. Over the next few months, as the snow started to thaw, search teams gradually uncovered a lot more horrific stuff. Like all nine of the team members' bodies were scattered around the mountain slopes um, and some in like a weird state of undress. Some of their skulls and chests have been smashed open and others had eyes missing and one person didn't have a tongue. So for pretty obvious reasons, this has been like, a mystery, like what the hell happened here? Um, so each body was like a piece in a grim puzzle and none of the pieces kind of fit together. A criminal investigation at the time blamed the uh, the deaths on a unknown natural force and the Soviet bureaucracy kept the case quiet. And the lack of detail about this event... Uh, An apparent massacre that transpired in a deeply secretive state obviously gave rise to some very (laughs) long-living conspiracy theories from secret military tests to Yeti attacks. You know, there's been a lot of just, yeah, a lot of conspiracies about this. What the fuck happened? Oh, I love this kind of shit. Like,
0: But, like, part of it may... I think it's the just the number of different things, yeah. yeah. Because like the state of undress, I know that sounds really weird, but that's mm-hmm. actually normal if people get freezing.
1: I also have data on that that I would okay. get to, but we can also talk about it now if you really want to.
0: <laughs> no, I just like it's the number of it's like a few things would mm-hmm. make sense, or a few things yeah. you can explain away. But sure, purely the number of different things. We're going to save it until later.
1: I'm not going into it deep. I'm just, you know, well, you know, David, you, you have a tendency of kind of spoiling a few things. I'm not going any further. Stay calm. You know, you can't help. You have all the all the knowledge. You didn't even have to Wikipedia that, and I did. So, you know. <laughs> okay, so in the wake of renewed uh, media interest and pervasive outlandish uh, outlandish hypotheses. Russian authorities, they recently re-examined the case around the Dyatlov Pass and uh, concluded in 2019 that an avalanche was primarily responsible for the nine deaths. But the thing is that key scientific details were not in the report, including a clear explanation as to why, like how an avalanche could have taken place with no documented evidence of its occurrence. So like this led to continue doubts around because it just you know people were like this is very inconvenient from a government that's super infamous and has no transparency it's like somehow we don't trust you that's odd right hmm so yeah people have continued to to doubt uh the government's response on that and many argued that the avalanche theory that was initially proposed in 1959 still just didn't seem to Add up because uh, the team's tent encampment was cut into the snow on a slope with an incline seemingly two mile to permit an avalanche so there was no snowfall on the night of February 1st that could have increased the weight of the snow burden on the slope and then triggered a collapse so most of the blunt force trauma like injuries and some of the soft tissue damage were um, atypical of those caused by avalanches whose you know the victims usually asphyxiate so if an avalanche uh, avalanche had occurred why was there a gap of at least nine hours according to forensic data between the team members cutting the slope for their encampment and then the eventual avalanche there was a nine hour gap so there was just a lot of mysteries surrounding this that people haven't really been able to put together. So that curious delay was of particular interest to Alexander Puzrin, which is probably a very Americanized version of saying his name, forgive me, uh, who is a Russian geotechnical engineer. So he had recently published a paper explaining how an earthquake can trigger an avalanche with a gap ranging from mere minutes to several hours between the two events. And he teamed up with Johan Gaume, which is probably also not how we say it, who is head of the Snow Avalanche Simulation Labor- <laughs> Laboratory uh, at, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's just a fun, fun word, at EPFL, which is a Swiss Federal Technical Institute. So they uh, wanted to create analytical models and computer simulations to try and replicate the, the hours that went missing. And, oh, this is kind of funny. And no, it's, a, it's also a little sad. It's just a funny little thing in the article. It's like, that was a choice. It says, the scientific investigation came with an added benefit from Pusrin's wife, who is Russian. It's a quote. When I told her that I was working on the Diadlov mystery, for the first time, she looked at me with real respect like oh honey
0: for the first time are you okay
1: i wonder how long they were married and it was like now i respect you bitch well done (laughs) oh anyway okay so (laughs) the shallow slope argument against the avalanche theory was tackled um early on uh because, yeah, it, uh, it really wasn't that shallow at all. Uh, the, wave, the wavy features of Koleksekl that was covered by snow made the slope appear mild, but it was actually closer to 30 degrees, which is actually the minimum requirement for many avalanches. Hmm. So reports dating back to the site's initial investigation also describe an underlying snow layer on the mountain that didn't clump together, which provided a weak, slippery base that then a lot of overlying snow could easily slide over. So the cut the team made in the snow to pitch their tent destabilized the slope, but additional snow had to have collected before any avalanche could happen. And so it did show like the weather reports showed that there was no snow that night but the diaries note that there was very strong winds. Hmm. And these were likely to be katabatic winds, which I totally knew what were, were, you know, I did not have to Google that at all. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) This means that heavy clumps of frigid air that brought large amounts of snow from like higher up down towards the campsite like, increase the load of an already delicate slope and explain the nine-hour delay between the snow cut and the avalanche. I just... It's so funny. Usually I would never think this kind of science stuff is interesting, but, like, now I'm older, I'm like, ooh, I just want to get into it. Now I've watched <laughs> so many do- documentaries and shit. I just, like, can appreciate it now because i it's not like somebody tells me you have to be interested in this. And now I'm Googling, like, do you, like biogeographical cut. Kind of, see, I don't even know the words. I, th- I <laughs> fucking slept in school. Okay. But now I want to know. you sounding so professional up until up. that point. I'm, it's so funny because I'm thinking, I don't know if anybody gives a shit about what I'm talking about right now, but I have this <laughs> newfound excitement about <laughs> these kind of things. So I want to share it, you guys. Okay. Okay. So the researchers computer simulation show that the avalanche wouldn't have been huge; um, it would maybe like involve a block of icy matter about it says, the size of an SUV. Uh,
0: Sounds pretty huge. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's that's very American. Um, the small size explain uh, explains why no evidence for an avalanche was found during the initial investigation, because it would have infilled the cutout campsite before being very quickly buried by fresh snowfall. So the question is, how such a small collapse could cause such traumatic injuries? Because the injuries were wild. Uh, And this brings us then to the unorthodox reason for solving this thing. So... Gaume explained how a few years back he was very struck by how well the movement of snow was depicted in Frozen. So impressed, in fact, that he decided to ask the animators how they pulled it off. So he went to Hollywood (laughs) to meet with the specialists who worked on the Frozen snow effects. And so Gaume modified the film's snow animation code for his avalanche simulation models to simulate the impacts that avalanches would have on the human body. I think that's remark. I think that's so cool.
0: So they put Anna and Elsa down at the bottom in a tent <laughs> and then they just threw, <laughs> threw SUV yes. si- sized ice at yeah. them. And now science, yeah. God, science yeah. is great.
1: It's just it's so funny because I don't know shit about something like this. So it's so funny when you have like an epiphany of how like then you just have a code from this other place, from this other thing. And then like computers are cool. <laughs> oh, my God. I sound like a boomer.
0: Thank you for the conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. No, <laughs>
1: I, have a, I have a little bit more. <laughs> So now that he had the code, they needed the realistic data about how the forces and pressure, um, like how the, that would hit the human body in an avalanche. So using the data from General Motors from the 70s, this is f- kind of fucked up when you think about it. They took, uh, in the 70s for General Motors, they took a hundred cadavers and broke their ribs by hitting them with different weights with verifying speed to see, you know, what would happen in a car crash because they needed the data to adjust the safety of seat belts. That must've been a weird day at work. <laughs> no, I have I to think get an early, was... babe. I have to go and crush some fucking ribs on these dead people. That was a at, weird day for day. like
0: 19 of the people. And there was one guy who was like, fucking
1: finally. This, <laughs> this is was, the it's day. <laughs> Everybody's like, Jeff is weird. Why is he so excited? mm, Never trusted that guy. Okay. (laughs) So, back on the slopes uh, of Klet Circle, I am born Russian. Um, (laughs) Just nailing it. The team members had placed their bedding on top of their skis. So this means that the avalanche which hit them as they slept, struck a very, like, unusually rigid target. And the researchers' computers uh, models, the computer models demonstrated that a 16-foot-long, which is pr- almost 5 meters, a uh, block of hefty snow could, in this very unique situation, easily break the ribs and skulls of people sleeping on a rigid bed. And these injuries would have been severe, but not fatal, mm. at least, not immediately. So what happened there on February 1st in 59 was a unbelievably rare type of event. This could happen just only at this exact spot, at that exact moment, during that particularly wintry night. What happened after the avalanche is speculation, obviously, but the current thinking is that the team cut themselves out of the smothered tent, fleeing in a panic towards temporary shelter in the tree line a mile or so downslope. Three of them were severely injured, but everyone was found outside of the tent. Uh, So it's likely that M- the more able-bodied survivors drag the injured out of their smothered shelter in a, you know, in a try to rescue them. Yeah. So Pusrin says, this is a story of courage and friendship. And I mean, that I ugh, I would be so bad in that situation, David. We've talked about this before. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I would be like, I don't know. Just tell me what to, I don't, should I, do I pull the, should I pick something up? No, I'm just gonna, should I, Take my clothes off? Should I? No, I'm going to keep... No, should I? I don't (laughs) know. So most of the nine people who perished, they died of hypothermia, while others may have succumbed to their injuries. And the state of undress, now we're getting to it, David, um, that that some were found in is quite puzzling. But, and you're probably also talking about paradoxical undressing, which is the term... And this can be an explanation. So here's the data about paradoxical undressing. And I thought this was very interesting because I actually didn't know shit shit about this. 20 to 50% of hypothermia deaths are associated with paradoxical undressing. This typically occurs during moderate and severe hypothermia as the person becomes disoriented, confused, and combative. They may begin taking off their clothes... And then that, of course, increases the rate of heat loss. And one explanation for the effect is uh, a cold-induced malfunction of the part of the brain that regulates our body temperature. And another explanation is that the muscles contracting peripheral blood vessels become exhausted and relaxed, and then that leads to like a sudden surge of blood, and, you know, and by that heat to the extremities, causing a person to feel overheated, and then you go and take off your clothes. No, it's not great, but... Is that also exactly what were you, you were going to say?
0: <laughs> I wasn't going to say it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it.
0: <laughs> Just saying that some things can be explained. I think that part was...
1: was. Uh... It's a... It's a very... It's a very fascinating thing. God, I would really hate if that was what happened to me. Like
0: <laughs> luckily, it's like, I oh, don't think it that must have any been laundry day soon.
1: with this lady, huh? Mm.
0: I don't think anytime soon you're gonna go hiking in Russian mountains. So <gasps> you I don't see that probably... for me?
1: You don't see that? I am such an outdoorsy. No, I fucking hate it. I would never I don't even want Jens to go skiing. I'm like too scared that something's gonna happen to him. I too much anxiety and also I don't like to move. I just want to watch my show. So sue me. <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> so on that basis, I think probably mm. paradoxical undressing <laughs> is not a concern for you.
1: Unless I'm just really. I know undressing
0: in general is a concern for you, but paradoxical yeah. <laughs> undressing probably be fine. Probably.
1: It's like why my showers take so long. Because I'm like standing there with my hoodie on. Like, no, (laughs) no. I don't want to. Yeah. It's a real thing every time. (laughs) So, yeah. That's actually kind of it. I mean, the missing eyes and the tongue of some victims. uh, It could have been animals that was pecking at the dead. But that also remains open to questions and like we don't know for sure but it is it is kind of cool when such an old mystery where people fucking died in weird ways like now we have actual technology to simulate this like what what
0: yeah. so it really cool. cool It's a really cool story
1: uh, that was that did it make sense did it it wasn't okay yes.
0: <laughs> it all made sense
1: Okay, good, good. Uh, uh, uh. And now, let me know if you thought that was okay, or if you hated it. Because if you don't want me to do this kind of thing as a listener, I mean, I'm I'm gonna do what I want. But if there is an <laughs> overwhelming attitude of why, why would you make our ear holes listen to this, then okay, sure, I I will I won't do it. I just love this kind of mystery stuff and. I love true crime, so if I see uh, an option to to do that, I'm I'm I mean I'm I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna do it.
0: Dongs and death.
1: That's your uh,
0: key things. <laughs> those are the two things you're into. Put it
1: on my gravestone. <laughs> Ugh. Dongs and death. Ooh, an autobiography. <laughs> What's your story?
0: Well, I intentionally, as you said, that you uh, you had a big one. Yeah. I intentionally went with some, you know, they're arguably just weekly what the fucks. Uh, but okay. also, speaking of frigid wildernesses.
1: <laughs> oh God, where are we going with this?
0: <laughs> it's been super cold in Copenhagen recently. It's been cold enough, Oh yeah. That, or in Denmark in general, it's been cold oh. enough that a lot of the lakes are freezing. Mm-hmm. And there has I've been heard. a severe problem with people being overconfident about oh, skating on the lakes.
1: Oh, no. Is this your story?
0: All of the Danish regions have had to <laughs> warn
1: oh, Danes
0: God. around the country saying... Unless we specifically tell you so, that the lake is safe, do not go onto the ice.
1: God, we're so cocky. (laughs) This is so on brand.
0: Yeah, and now people have gone out and, uh, well, the the news. uh, Maz Corsair Nielsen uh, has written a lovely article Uh where he went and found a behavioral psychologist to talk about.
1: (laughs) Why were you this dumb?
0: Exactly why Danes are so stupid.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I love it! Tell me everything.
0: Their belief in self-judgment causes people to go out on the ice despite warnings. They just think accidents aren't going to happen to me. Everything uh-huh. will be fine.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And as a consequence,
1: in will die. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> uh, no one's died, but. Uh, a 45-year-old man had to be revived after falling through oh, the ice. Shit. Uh, <gasps> the army's rescue co- helicopters had to come up and pick up two 19-year-olds who'd gone uh, far out onto the ice and then couldn't get back. Oh no. And there's been a whole selection of all sorts. Also, I really enjoy the... This article is liberally filled with pictures of people out on the ice, not supposed to be there. Uh... <laughs> anyway, no one's died yet, but someone probably will. That's yeah. The, uh...
1: I would never it's so funny. I'm too scared of that shit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch that. I'm not even gonna look at it. I'm like, oh I will for sure die. I will definitely <laughs> The confidence, the audacity—I am not surprised. And I mean,
0: speaking of scientific discoveries,
1: discoveries,
0: ready for another little story?
1: Of course. Are we in the are weekly you, What the Fuck you right Ready?
0: Now? I mean, you said you had a big story, so I just merged mine. How no, I didn't, dare I didn't you do,
1: oh not let me do my? Like, I, have a, I have a
0: separate weekly we, What the Fuck. We this have is my, a
1: segment, David. This is my we have main rules. story.
0: I have two main stories, okay? And they're all just, they might seem like they're And no what, the what the fucks? I know I have a what the fuck. Don't worry, stay okay. calm. <laughs> anyway, as you spoke about freezing cold and science, my other story happens to be about science. Oh, look at you. Scientists have taught spinach to send emails. <laughs> and Why? it could warn us <laughs> about climate change. What? Because spinach don't have enough to worry about, you know? <laughs> These cute <laughs> little spinach are out there, and now they're being given fucking jobs.
1: Oh, my God. Like now they've got to check out look every morning. People healthy and, like, to convince them to put them in smoothies. But I guess now they have a, f- a full-time job. Like, this is capitalism. Even spinach has to work. To the <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get Dominion. a job, okay? <laughs> get a
0: fucking job. The spinach is getting a job.
1: <laughs> like, Damn it. Yeah. I mean... Even spinach.
0: So when I read this headline, my first thought was, that's fucking stupid. They've put a sensor in the ground near some spinach. (laughs) And now they're saying that spinach is sending emails. (laughs) Turns out they have actually placed the sensor inside the spinach with uh, nanotechnology, which is a real fancy way of just not really saying anything um <laughs> it's really small it's technology that's real real small Tiny. Mm-hmm.
1: real small
0: but yeah they've used something called plant nanobionics okay uh
1: that
0: sounds hot which as far as i could understand is basically genetic engineering um science
1: but. is cool
0: but yeah, so it's slightly more than just putting a, a sensor in the ground next to spinach. It is actually the spinach itself that is sensing. And, and now it, it needs say? to worry what about climate change. It's trying to say, there's some chemicals in this soil. Help me. Help me. Help me. Oh, that's cool. What is life? Does it mean anything?
1: <laughs> Why are we here?
0: What is my purpose? That's basically Why the you summary. you
1: confusing me with kale? I never asked for this. Yeah. Can't yeah. be can't be easy.
0: It, 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 <laughs> it can't be easy to be a spinach.
1: Every day like how uh, these s- news stories like nothing can surprise me anymore.
0: Anyway, those were my two stupid little stories. Uh That's now it. we can get into
1: into weekly what the fuck. <laughs>
0: There you go. You happy?
1: You happy now? I mean, I am, but happy? we could also just make a button, David. I'm saying it's just, <laughs> it's, we we have the technology. <laughs> okay, I mean, you go
0: ahead. Or do you want me to go first?
1: Uh, I can, uh, I can, uh, I can do this. I, can, uh, I just have to find it because now I have like 10 pages of the Adlov Pass. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah. My first one. Is plane flies over Robin, Robin Hood H, uh, headquarters with suck my nut spanner. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so funny. This is so funny that this dude who who doesn't even live in San Francisco where the headquarters <laughs> is. He paid for this plane to... to Fly the banner with Suck My Nuts Robin Hood on it. It's beautiful. I will be putting pictures on the Instagram with that like, shit. That's funny as hell. I need
0: a little bit more explanation for anyone. So for, for those of you who listened to our previous uh, two episodes ago, Robin I mean, Hood. Everybody
1: knows by now, right? Do they? What's happening with GameStop? Of course. It's everywhere, David. You cannot not know.
0: You, you might know what's happening with GameStop, but do you know about Robin Hood? Do you know yeah. who that okay, is? Okay,
1: you know what? It, you're right. We should definitely give context. We can't just assume because you know what happens to you? Don't even. To
0: say.
1: <laughs> I won't do it. Won't do I'm going to,
0: in <laughs> two sentences, just say <laughs> Robin Hood is. A huge, the huge platform in which many of these uh, stocks were being bought and Robinhood banned people from mm-hmm. buying GameStop, which is widely being seen as responsible for stopping all of the crazy increase in GameStop and the yeah. you know collapse.
1: Yeah. So a- one of the
0: guys who made some money on GameStop bought a f- flying plane message. <laughs>
1: It's so funny. It's so funny. I mean, way to spend your money. <laughs> yes. Now you, now you bring one.
0: Uh, I just, I just have one, and it's barely even a news story, but it's oh, okay. an important piece of research. Oh. A gentleman called Eric Gilliam. Gilliam. Has, Gilliam. <laughs> has done some essential research that I thought you would all be very interested to hear about. Oh God. Uh, into what's whiter than golf and horse riding? Me. So, okay. Okay. Eric Gilliam, <laughs> it's, there's stuff that's much whiter than you here. Eric Gilliam wow. has looked into uh, emergency room data from across the US. So every time that you go into an emergency room in the US... They will ask you what is your reason for attending Mm -hmm. and a variety of other questions, including what is your ethnicity? And in this research, he has checked what is the whitest possible activities?
1: (laughs) What activities
0: are damn near or exactly 100% white people? So no other ethnicities or almost no other ethnicities have presented with this issue, this cause of injury.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so excited. What is it? Oh, wait. No. Can I guess? Can I Go guess? Um, uh, putting a light bulb up their bum. No. Okay. I don't Looks know. Like it's the kind of audacity I would expect. Sexual
0: uh, self destruction is across the ethnicities.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: So he's only reported on ones that have more than 25 uh, records. Okay. And just some, uh, I'll give you a few. So, water skiing is 94.8% <laughs> white. Ah. Um, uh. <sighs> uh, once it, tarpaulins, tarpaulins what? are listed as the reason of injury. What is that? They're you know, like what? big plastic blue sheets that you would use in DIY or in the garden. Huge plastic blue sheets.
1: Okay, it's like presinning in Danish. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm guessing. Yeah, like a tarp.
0: Uh, yeah, a tarp. Okay, that's sure for tarpaulins.
1: Oh, bitch! Look at look at that.
0: <laughs> Injuries caused uh, by tarpaulins are oh, ninety five point six percent white. I, that was a real surprise to me. I didn't realize that tarpaulins. were they're just like get such a, I don't <laughs> know what's happening. What's Apparently, that? no. I did actually look into this. Apparently, tarpaulins can be really dangerous when they. Blow up, they just carry you away like a little uh, parachute. And if the oh wind catches them, you gosh. can get just thrown all around the place. But apparently, black people don't have that issue. I don't know what they're doing to their tarpaulins. That means non white people in general are not struggling with this. But apparently, 95.6% of all tarpaulin related injuries were white. Okay. Roller hockey. I'm sure this is not a surprise to anyone. What did roller, you say? Hockey. roller hockey? Roller hockey.
1: <laughs> What's more white than hockey? Roller 96. hockey.
0: 96.7.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, ice hockey was up there. Ice hockey is 92.4. But roller hockey is 96.7% white.
1: Taking it to the next level. Yeah. Uh,
0: but with taking the top spot with 100% white, <sighs> skeet shooting. Which is a form of clay pigeon shooting. Apparently, just white people. So, to all of our non-white listeners out there, if you want to break some boundaries, (laughs) don't go getting, you know, a job in a senior leadership position. (laughs) Don't go changing the game. What you need to do is go out skeet shooting on rollerblades. And (laughs) 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 fucking...
1: With See a sharp as a cake. See
0: what happens. Let's break down some barriers, people. let
1: <laughs> shatter that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you have more data? This is amazing. I could listen I mean, to this I mean, there's
0: so much data. Here about. That's
1: hilarious. That's so funny. Mm. Yeah. That's that's my That's, that's, that's my stuff. weekly what the
0: fuck. Water tubing, 90.9%. Nice. Yeah.
1: What the fuck is water tubing? What?
0: I think it's when you get into like a a blow-up tube and then you get pulled behind a boat.
1: A tube? I'm so yeah. confused. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a little inflatable donut that gets pulled God. behind a boat.
1: We really think we're fucking immortal. Jesus. See, this is w- See, this explains why Danish people are falling through the fucking ice or whatever. They're going on the ice, cause this is like we're we're immortal. We can do anything. Also, we're not racist. We're like super cool, you guys. Everything is fine. We nothing is bad is ever gonna happen to us. It's cool. It's it's super cool, you guys. Uh, okay. I'm not really
0: uh, sure whether we're not racist comes into people being.
1: <laughs> like I don't know. I was just shooting. thinking about Danish <laughs> white people, and uh, that's yeah, that's kind of up there. I know it didn't really correlate. Anyway, my last one. <laughs>
0: Italian.
1: Ma- I was thinking about this as a actually as a head story, because there's a little more to it. But I thought you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna squeeze it in here. Italian mafia orders ambulance drivers uh, to stop using sirens because they disturb drug dealers who mistake them for police. And that's super hard, you guys. Stop it. Stop. Going and helping people who are dying because we're trying to deal drugs.
0: I Neat. get it. I respect it. I feel like look, <laughs> they're just trying to do their business, and then these oh. fucking people come along and ruin it. All.
1: Have heart attacks? How? How dare they?
0: Okay, you're assuming all these people are dying from heart attacks. I'm assuming no. they're dying from skeet shooting. So,
1: <laughs> well, it is Naples, you know. Let's so. see what <laughs> happens. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's the mafia in Naples who's ordering the medics to stop using sirens. And uh, they yeah, they think that it's the police and that's just not fair. And actually, two gang members uh, have reportedly threatened to kill a driver who was blaring a siren. So it's not great to be an ambulance driver um, in Naples right now. It's not it's yeah. not like super fun. Yeah, yeah. So-
0: <laughs> they should take up water tubing. It'll, it'll solve all their problems. <laughs> Make him feel great. Fucking water tubing. Um, I, w- I still it.
1: don't know what that is. I have no, like a tube, like you're you're covered in a tube and then you're on the back no, of a. I'm so. What?
0: I don't I don't know how to. Just Google it. Google it. I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: picturing one of those like that the, the dogs run through in the in the these training competitions or whatever no. it is. And no, like then you're uh... <laughs> You're telling me tube, I'm gonna picture a tube. It
0: Okay, so if you go to the beach or mm-hmm. to a pool and then there's people on on like donuts that are inflatable where you just sit in it. Is that a tube? Yes.
1: Then call it a donut. That's not a
0: tube. Oh, I'm I'm so very sorry <laughs> that the
1: emergency oh, rooms
0: in the US aren't accounting stereo. for your needs when they're recording how people got injured. That you is, know how literal I really am. That's really rude <laughs> of me and the emergency rooms. And I mean, that's almost as big as an offense as driving an ambulance around Naples. So um, I'm sorry. In yeah, the well, bottom of my heart.
1: You do, you know, the internet is filled with videos of people getting hurt on donuts behind a boat. And it's always white people, it's true. Actually, now you think about it, obviously. Fucking white people. (laughs) God, we know how to have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ.
0: On that note.
1: On that beautiful note.
0: I feel like we are.
1: It's time. It's time I'm- to to leave the people and thank you for listening, everybody. You made it through. We're <laughs> proud of you. For making it through the week and also the podcast. <laughs> such uh, high
0: self esteem. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was such a great boost. Oh my god. I just put my foot in my mouth all the time. Jesus Christ. Anyway, if you like it, tell your friends about it. You can comment on stuff, subscribe to the podcast. It's just nice to do. It helps us. I mean, it would be nice. Like, it's fine if you don't want to, but kind of, like, do it anyway. Anyway. (laughs) We'll see you next week. (laughs) I'm
0: turning your mic off now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Goodbye.